Welcome everyone on this uh, Sunday afternoon or evening or morning, depending where you are. We're anticipating Shrimati Radharani's appearance day uh, this coming week. So our subject is, is just that. Oma jnana timirandasya jnananjana shalakaya chakshurun militam yena tasmai shri gurave namaha shri chaitanya manobishtam stapitam yena bhutale svayam rupakadamahyam tadati svapadantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Yutta Parakamalam Shri Gudun Vaishnavamscha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Raghunatang Vitang Tang Sajivam Sadvaitam Savadutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakhanditamscha Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prishtaya Bhutale Srimate Bhaktivedanta Swamin Itinamine Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha shunyavadi paschatya deshatarine Vancha kalpatarubhyascha kripa sindhubhya evacha patitanam bhavanebhyo vaishnavebhyo namo nama He Krishna karuna sindhu Dinabando Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namastute Tapta Kanchana Gorangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Rishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priya Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda, Shri Advaita Gadadhar, Shri Vasadi Gaurabhakta Vinda. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Again, thank you all for joining uh, today. Some of you are, I believe, in uh, the temple in Warsaw and perhaps also Wrocław Temple on the west side of Poland, but we also have devotees from other parts of the world. For example, I just see now uh, Bhaktivinoda Prabhu is here with us from Hong Kong. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. And uh, yeah, also from America, devotees. Um, this subject of uh, the of Ra, Ra, Shimati Radharani and um, things related is yeah, it's um, especially sweet and it's especially difficult. Uh, one feels challenged to rise to the occasion. Um, be begging for the blessings of Guru and Krishna begging for the blessings of the senior Vaishnavas to say something appropriate. 
Uh, it's, of course, just a few days ago we celebrated uh, Krishna Janmashtami. And so we are... Um, we're, we're busy remembering Krishna, and, and then as we, uh, as we welcome Krishna uh, in our midst, so to say, then we may feel, yes, but um, Krishna alone? No, that's not right. <laughs> uh, where is Radha? And so... Srimati Radharani, as Srila Prabhupada um, preferred to refer to, uh, to her most of the time to show special respect, um, Srimati Radharani appears. So yeah, we can, in a sense, hardly think of Krishna without Radha. We can hardly think of Radha without Krishna. Uh, we can hardly think of Radha without her associates, uh, the, uh, the Sakis, the many friends, uh, gopi friends, uh, and, and it extends out from there. We can't think of hmm, Radha and Krishna and the gopis without thinking of Vrindavan, and we can't think of Vrindavan without thinking of all of Krishna's associates there in Vrindavan and all the, all the beautiful, all the beauty of Vrindavan as, uh, as is described in uh, the literature, all the sweetness which is Vrindavan, the Madhurya. Uh, the Madhurya which is uh, we can say punctured sometimes or apparently interrupted, <clears throat> apparently interrupted by interference of attempts to interrupt uh, by uh, the minions, the, the followers of, of Kamsa. So there's always this dark... Uh, dark side looming behind Vrindavan. There's beautiful, uh, carefree Vrindavan, and then there's this uh, grim uh, anxiety that lurks behind. But then Krishna always comes to save the day. So we may ask how to think of Radha, or Radhika, as sometimes Srila Prabhupada uh, refers to her. Um, and so we understand, we get direction from Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, how to think, how to appreciate Srimati Radharani. By the direction of Mahaprabhu, by the grace of Mahaprabhu, who, as we know, uh, appeared taking the mood of Radha. And we can say specifically he undertook this adventure uh, because of a sense of, of wonder. How is it possible uh, that Radharani loves me so intensely, so much. How is it possible? What kind of love is that? <clears throat> I just read today uh, the ancient Greek philosopher, Aristotle, said that wonder is, wonder is the beginning of philosophy. Interesting. And what is philosophy? We, we could say philosophy is the pursuit of truth. And if, if we think in such terms, uh, then what is the best philosophy? It is uh, the ph philosophy of, uh, of comprehending, of pursuing the truth, which is the love 
of Radha and Krishna. This is the absolute truth, which, uh, which Narayan speaks of. And Jiva Goswami says, actually, it's not Narayan, it's Krishna, who says, Etava Deva Krishnasya. Uh, sorry. Um, he says, I'm thinking of another verse, but he's saying at the of the uh, of the uh, in the last of the four uh, kernel verses of the Bhagavatam. He's saying one should search for that truth. Anvayavyatarekavyam, both directly and indirectly, yatsyat sarvatra sarvada at all times, in all places, in all circumstances. Incidentally, wonder is um, an essential element in good poetry, according to Kavikarnapura. Why is that? He says it's because it lies at the very heart of rasa. Rasa and wonder go together. A poet is one who is expert at composing poetry that causes wonder, says Kavikarnapura. Uh, to be precise, he says, Lokottara chamatkara narnana nipuna kavi. Nipuna, expert. <clears throat> Uh, at arousing uh, chamatkara. So it's no surprise to us to hear that Radha is uh, understood to be the best of Krishna's devotees. Uh, and this is explained by Srila Prabhupada. Uh, this is in purport to Canto 10, chapter 3, verse 31, he says, The form of the Lord with a flute in his hands is most attractive. And the one who is most sublimely attracted is Srimati Radharani Radhika. She enjoys supremely blissful association with Krishna. Sometimes people cannot understand why Radhika's name is not mentioned in Srimad Bhagavatam. Actually, however, the name Radhika can be understood from the word Araditaha in the verse beginning with the words Anaya Radito. Nunam, uh, Canto 10, Chapter 30, Verse 28, which indicate that Shimati Radharani enjoys the highest loving affairs with Krishna. Well, it seems that Radharani's gopi friends understand this point because they're the ones who speak this verse. They say, Anaya radito nunam bhagavan haririshvaraha yano vihaya govinda pritoyam anayatraha. Certainly, they say, this particular gopi has perfectly worshipped the all-powerful personality of Godhead, Govinda, since he was so pleased with her that he abandoned the rest of us and brought her to a secluded place. Of course, the gopis are speaking this as they are searching for Krishna, who has disappeared from their midst, and now they have become detectives as they examine footprints 
And what do they see? They see, they recognize uh, Krishna's footprints because there are no footprints like Krishna's. He has special markings, 19 markings altogether. Radharani also has 19 markings. Uh, there are nine of these that overlap. They both have nine of these. We'll get to this a little later. And they recognize Shimati Radharani's lotus feet. And they see them together. And so uh, they, uh, they understand what is happening here. Oh, uh, he was so pleased with her, he abandoned the others, us, and he's gone with her. That's, that's their understanding. Um, that's how they read these footprints together. Um, again, according to Kavikarnapura, uh, the first time that Radha and Krishna's love for each other really manifest was in a particular occasion. Uh, this was after Krishna subdued Kaliya. As we all know, this terrible snake, multi-headed snake, is poisoning uh, the, uh, the lake, uh, which was apparently a kind of extension of the river Yamuna, Kaliya Daha, it's called. Uh, Krishna jumps in and has uh, has a not exactly a fight it's more of a dance dancing on the heads of kaliya to the thrill of all the residents of rindavan who have been um, awakened from the dead uh, and who are exceedingly exceedingly relieved that uh, Krishna is safe, uh, Kaliya has been subdued, the poison has been, uh, the contamination, the, the pollution uh, of the lake, of the air, of everything around uh, is now gone. Everything is again clean and pure. And they're so happy, they don't feel like going home. So they just stay there by the bank of uh, Yamuna and they just, uh, they camp out there <laughs> that night. And Kavikarnapura goes into some detail about this, how they were uh, in sort of concentric circles with Krishna in the middle. And of course, everyone was so excited. They're all just talking away about how wonderful Krishna is. And it's getting later and later. So after some time, um, one after another, the, the Rajavasis just lie down where they are and fall asleep. Not the gopis. The gopis who are in a ring, a ring which is on the outside. It's um, they're in the outer ring. They're in the mm, humble, humble position. They're wide awake. And why are they wide awake? Because now they have a chance to see Krishna unobstructed um, all night long, even in the presence of their elders. So Krishna is there and he's looking and they're looking and they're and he's looking and they're looking and they're uh, smiling and he's smiling. And at this point, uh, Radharani catches the eye of Krishna and Krishna catches the eye of Radharani. Kavikarnapura really holds on to that moment. This is the moment of their love becoming 
completely solidified, you can say. And Chandravali, who's also there, sees that moment and she's not happy about it. <laughs> anyway, that's, that's part of the story, but that's going in a different direction. Uh, Krishna is attracted to Radha and why in particular because of her shyness. Later on, some days later, sometime later, Rishabhanu and Kirtida decide to organize a feast and they invite Rajavasis and of course they invite Nanda and Yashoda. And Radharani is cooking and she cooks a wonderful feast and Yashoda especially notices how wonderful this feast is. And she decides to ask Rishabhanu and Kirtida, could she please have Radha come to her house to cook for Krishna? And they say, yeah, sure. And so this is what Radha uh, does. And this gives, of course, Radharani and also her friends more opportunity to be with Krishna. Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur commemorates this. He says, he sings, Radhikara Paka Anabhividhavyanjan Parama Anande Krishna Korena Bhojan Shimati Radhika uh, would cook uh, various food items grains, anna and vivida vyanjana, various, uh, we would say, sabjis. Parama anande krishna koren bojana. Krishna in greatest bliss uh, did bojana. He, he enjoyed his meal. So that's how relationship is developing. And there's there's another interlude. I don't really plan to go into it uh, that happens um, it, it's related to one of the kundas uh, which is um, as I remember it's between uh, Nandagram and Varshana uh, called Pili Pokhara uh, which is Pili in color it's it's uh, yellow color because of the turmeric which Mother Yashoda smeared on Radharani's hand, saying with this uh, as an indicator that now she's engaged. Engaged to who? Engaged to Krishna, of course. Ooh, what an embarrassment. I'm too young for such things. I like to play. I like my freedom. <laughs> and so she goes to wash off this turmeric, uh, which then eventually Krishna is going to um, immerse himself in as he's looking for a cow that's missing. He comes to Pilipokara looking for the cow and he comes, he looks in the water, he sees himself and his complexion in the water, which is now yellow, um, is, ye is golden. And he finds this so attractive, he jumps in and he becomes golden color in anticipation of his later appearance as Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Which brings us back to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and uh, as described by Krishna Das Kaviraj. Krishna is thinking reflecting on this point of wonder that he is wondering about Radharani's love. And um, Krishnadas uh, elaborates extensively on the qualification first of the gopis. He says, uh, this is Adi Lila, Chaitanya Charitamrita, chapter 4, verse 210. 
Krishna Sahai Guru Bandava Prayasi Gopika Hoyen Priya Sisha Sakidasi. The gopis are the helpers, teachers, friends, wives, dear disciples, confidants, and serving maids of Lord Krishna. So the gopis, we can say, are the experts in devotional service. If we want to learn what is, what is pure devotion, we learn from the gopis, but how to learn from them. Well, we can pay attention to their attentiveness. Um, and in particular, their readiness to abandon the safety of society, friendship, and love in this world, and where and how do they, they do this? Uh, emblematically, this happens when they leave home uh, to join Krishna in the rasa dance when they hear Krishna's flute. So their attention mm, is completely directed, it's drawn, it's pulled. Uh, we may say it's pulled uh, by, by Krishna, who is called Krishna because he is uh, Karshana, he is attractive. He is the supremely attractive, supreme person. So it's the gopis who know how to approach Krishna, and even when Krishna plays with them and says, what are you doing here? Go back home. Uh, it's late at night, it's dangerous, uh, and so on. They just say, well, forget it. You've called us here. We're not going anywhere. And besides, we can't go anywhere because we've just left everything behind. There's no going back. And so, of course, for a short time, Krishna agrees, all right. <laughs> so then let's, uh, let's have our, our dance, but it doesn't last very long, as we know. Why? Because Krishna leaves, he disappears. Why does he leave? That is a, a big issue, uh, because he detects that there is some pride in their hearts. The pride has, um, in Kavikarnapur, I think he says, uh, it's like uh, water filling up a leaking boat or something like that. <laughs> and, and so he, he wants to get rid of this pride. Um, so Krishna disappears. And again, the gopis are expert at finding Krishna, they search for him. And this searching uh, is when we meet them uh, with this verse that we, we read. Anayaradito nunam bhagavan haridishvara. Now, further on, and just a few verses later, Krishna's Kaviraj tells us, She gopi ganamadhyehi uttamaradika rupe gune sobhagye preme sarvadika. Among the gopis, Srimati Radhika is the foremost. She surpasses all in beauty, in good qualities, in good fortune, and above all, in love, prema. Rupe, gune, sobhagye, preme, sarva, adhika. And so it is especially Radha's appearance that we celebrate and we want to approach 
Radha, Srimati Radharani, because uh, she serves Krishna. One of the ways she serves Krishna, uh, according to Krishna Das Kaviraj, is as guru. Uh, Krishna Sahai Guru Bandava Prayasi Gopika Hoyen Priya Shishya Sakidasi uh, as helpers, teachers, friends, wives, dear disciples, confidants, and serving mates. So Krish, uh, Radharani is mm, Serving Krishna, and one of the ways she serves Krishna is by teaching Krishna. And what does she teach Krishna? Well, one thing she teaches is how to dance. <laughs> uh, but she also teaches Krishna how to love, because that's why Chaitanya Mahaprabhu comes. He wants to understand what is this uh, feeling that she has for me. I mentioned, uh, because we want to know how to approach Krish, uh, Radha, um, we, we approach to Shimati Radharani's lotus feet. We hear it so many times. Uh, we approach the lotus feet of Krishna, and in order to do that, we approach the lotus feet of Radha. How to do that? Well, one thing we can do is remember her feet, and to help us remember her feet, uh, we may want to uh, remember the marks on her feet. But before we go there, let us read how one of Radharani's uh, associates interprets the fact uh, that she and the other gopis have seen Radha and Krishna together, their feet in the forest. Uh, this is again Kavikarnapura, just the translation. Blessed is she, Radharani, the best of gems, among the greatest gem-like women found on earth she is immensely virtuous, the source of fortune and joy. We can tell this is Radha. We can recognize this is Radha. The moon could not possibly exist without its rays, nor the spring without the sweet song of the cuckoo nor rain clouds without a flash of lightning. So these are all examples of what cannot be separated from what. It just doesn't make any sense uh, uh, to have the moon without its rays or uh, the spring without the sound of the cuckoo or the rain clouds without the flash of lightning. They're not complete. So this was her recognition, but one of the followers uh, of Chandravali had a different interpretation. <laughs> um, rather than appreciating uh, what that Radha is with Krishna, she's upset that Radha is with Krishna and feels that um, in this way she is actually cheating all of the gopis. But we'll see. That's not the case. But let's think uh, a little about um, Radharani's lotus feet together with Krishna's lotus feet and the marks on them. These are negative imprints of positive lotus feet. Uh, and so they act as a kind of deity, like an um, like a thumbprint, a footprint, uh, they are, there's a kind of non-difference there. 
between the positive and the negative image. But still, there is absence. There is presence because, yes, they've just been here. Oh, but they're absent. So again, we're, we're, we're admonished, we're encouraged to think of Krishna's lotus feet, which means to serve Krishna's lotus feet. How do we do that? We approach Radha's lotus feet. How do we do that? I find it somewhat paradoxical. Um, we have strict regulations in, um, in Archana to not have Radha's lotus feet showing on the altar. Yeah, um, except for one day in the year in some temples. Um, since recently, I think a rule was made, not, in, not, even in, not even one day in ISKCON temples. In any case, we <laughs> meditate on Radharani's lotus feet and how to do that. Well, they have these marks on their feet, 19 of them. We won't go through all of these, uh, but... Uh, Some of these are common to both Radha and Krishna's feet, seven, uh, nine of them all together. Uh, one is the elephant goad, uh, called an ankusha. It's a small device. Uh, it's a rod uh, with two hooks, one larger, one smaller. And uh, the mahout, the person who controls uh, the elephant is able to control the elephant with this small device uh, just by just by touching the trunk huge elephant small man with a goad uh, with the ankusha is able to control and therefore it is said that uh, if we can think of the elef elephant goad the ankusha on Radharani's feet and Krishna's feet. This indicates that meditation on their lotus feet brings the elephant of our minds under control. Our, our minds may sometimes seem like elephants pushing us here and there. And bring us under control, bring the mind to the back to the right path. In this way, devotees become superior. In a similar way to uh, how persons who ride an elephant uh, are physically sitting high up. You see this in the Kumbha Mela. Uh, Sometimes the, the leaders of these big sadhu groups, they're riding on elephants. So, uh, so we become elevated as we direct our attention to the Lord's and Radha's lotus feet. Specifically on Shimati Radharani's uh, foot, and I believe it's her right foot, uh, it, this indicates that even though this goad uh, on her right foot indicates that though Krishna's elephant mind attempts to behave like many different sorts of heroes, her feet are still powerful enough to easily conquer him and bring him under his control. So in this way, we remember that in important ways, Radha is actually superior to Krishna. There's a whole Sampradaya, uh, the Radha Vallabha Sampradaya in Vrindavan, the Radha Vallabha temple, beautiful temple uh, with uh, 
beautiful deity of Krishna, Vallabha, and Radha is represented by uh, what's called Gaddi Seva. And they say that ontologically, uh, which means in terms of tattva, Radha is superior to Krishna. Gaudiya's would not put it quite that way, but still we would say uh, Radharani has superior power. Um, so there's the elephant goad, there's the lotus, and we always hear about lotus feet, but there's also the lotus uh, mark on their feet. There's the disc, there's the flag, there's a barley corn. There's an upcurving line, an urdvareka. And uh, there is an umbrella on both of their feet. And just a note on thinking of the umbrella because now is coming uh, the, uh, the, the autumn season. Well, in India, you're already having the rainy season. Here in Europe, uh, the, the rain uh, will begin to come and then the cold. So we may think of umbrellas. Every time we think of umbrella, we can think of Shimati Radharani's umbrella on her foot and on Krishna's foot. Those who take shelter of their feet are protected from the incessant rainfall of material miseries. Specifically on Shimati Radharani, uh, the umbrella indicates that her feet provide relief to Krishna from the scorching uh, heat of the feeling of separation which he feels from Radha. Uh, we know that he especially feels this scorching heat uh, of separation when he is in Dvaraka, and that's elaborated by Srila Sanatan Goswami. Um, and it also, this um, umbrella can remind us, and this is this is one of the practices of, of uh, devotional remembrance is association as we as one moment comes, as one item comes to our memory, as one Leela comes to our memory, as one aspect of Krishna, Krishna's features, Radha's come, it leads us to another and to another, and to another. So, the umbrella on Radha's and Krishna's feet can remind us that Krishna created an amazing umbrella, namely Govardhan Hill. As Indra was trying to destroy Braja with the rain storming, Krishna's answer is, uh, to simply transform Govardhan into uh, an umbrella and thus to protect all the residents of Braja and thus to give opportunity for all the residents of Braja to have Krishna's darshan 24-7 for one week. Also, this uh, umbrella denotes, indicates those who sit un, in the shade of the feet of Radha and Krishna become exalted like maharajas, that is, great kings. And traditionally, the king would always have his attendants, and the attendants would always be holding an umbrella over their king, a white umbrella, uh, as a symbol of his authority, of his position. 
and so again, there's, there's this sense of elevation of the devotees who simply remember Krishna's and Radha's lotus feet. So we especially want to approach Radha's lotus feet because it's she who knows how to approach Krishna's lotus feet and Krishna knows how to approach Radha's lotus feet. Although sometimes Krishna gets scolded for that. And here we have a verse uh, from the uh, Brahmara Gita. This is Canto 10, chapter 47, verse 12. This is the first of 10 verses. Uh, Uddhava has been sent by Krishna, uh, who is in Mathura, with a message for the residents of Raja. So Uddhava is a messenger. He's uh, come to Vrindavan. Uh, he meets uh, the elder members, and then later he meets uh, the younger members, the gopis. And as he's delivering his message to them, there is an interruption. Uh, there is a bumblebee, a brahmara, uh, comes uh, to make some trouble. <laughs> At least this is how... Uh, the one gopi who is who's not named except by the commentators, uh, how she takes it. Uh, this gopi says in verse number 12, uh, this was my attempt to translate. Nectar drinking honeybee, friend of a cheater, do not touch my feet with your hair, which is colored by saffron from Krishna's garland after it was crushed by the breasts of a rival lover. Let the honey-sweet Lord show favor to the women of Mathura, who think highly of him. One who has a messenger like you will be ridiculed in the Yadu assembly. So she's in a huff. Uh, by the end of her Jalpa, each of the 10 verses are examples according to uh, Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur of different kinds of Jalpa, of uh, sort of confused or nonsense talk. There's 10 different varieties, very exact types. Um, by the end of this, she's, she's, she's become again very humble. <laughs> She's afraid because the Brahmana seems now to be going away. Oh no, what's, she, what's he going to do? He's, uh, this Brahmana is going to go tell Krishna what I just said. But it's all complicated by the question, was this just a Brahmana, just a bee? Or was this Krishna? coming in the form of a brahmana? These, qu these questions arise. Um, but I want to get back to this point that Radharani is Krishna's guru, and this means she is, of course, our uh, first guru. Uh, it's sometimes said Balaram is the first. Sometimes we say uh, Adi Guru is Krishna. Okay. Yes, because everyone and everything expands from Krishna. And then we say Balaram is the original Guru. Why? Because he's serving Krishna in so many ways. Uh, he provides all that he provides. Uh, he provides the spiritual world. <laughs> he provides couch for him to sit. He, he provides... Um, comforts, uh, he provides uh, protection, and he is the embodiment of strength, of spiritual strength. 
And more than Balaram, we say Nityananda Prabhu, who is Balaram, but he is Balaram in a mood of uh, unrestrained compassion for fallen conditioned souls, and therefore Balar uh, Nityananda will cut a canal to every door as he was dragging the Yamuna, so he cuts a canal of uh, Krishna Prema to every door. That's Nityananda. Yes, so Nityananda is our guru also. And in a very uh, special kind of way, Shimati Radharani is our guru. Radharani is even teaching Krishna how to love, what to speak of us. So uh, we pray to Srimati Radharani for her grace. We approach her feet uh, and uh, we allow ourselves to open our hearts to serving the Lord uh, in a spirit which is not one of imitation, we cannot imitate, but of following. In a letter uh, to one lady just initiated, Mohini Mohan, um, Srila Prabhupada says that uh, the basic principle of Lord Chaitanya's philosophy is the mutual attraction between Radha and Krishna. The basic principle. So for devotees, this means we want to find how we participate in that attraction. At one time, according to Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur, Shimati Radharani had a dream. And in the dream, she saw this wonderful golden personality dancing with many others. And um, showing great ecstasy and occasionally um, this unidentified person would call out with great feeling Radhe Radhe and when Radharani in her dream saw this and heard this she thought Oh, so this person must be Krishna. But then the same person sometimes would call out with the same kind of in intensity, Krishna, Krishna. And then she thought, oh, am I also this person? <laughs> this golden person? So in this way, she became confused. And next morning, she reported her dream to Krishna. She told the whole thing, what, was, what happened, what she saw, and how confused she became. And Krishna listened to this, and he smiles. And... Uh, as he smiles, he looks down, and as he looks down, he, he glances at his, he has this kostuba jewel on his, on his breast. And this kostuba jewel begins to glow, and it glows and glows more and more. And within the glow of this jewel, Radharani sees the same vision that she had in the dream. And then she understood, uh-huh, yes, this is what's happening. <laughs> this is both of us. Uh, 
And of course, this is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So Radha is having the vision in, uh, in this understanding from Vishwanath Chagavari Thakur. It's Srimati Radharani who is having this vision of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, of Krishna appearing as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, again, going back to our first point, it is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu by his direction, by his grace, that we have any idea, that we have any hope of understanding, of appreciating who is Srimati Radharani. Uh, okay, I just noticed the time, the time is passing. So uh, for the sake of keeping time, who is none other than Krishna, we will end there and I will say, Thank you all very much. Um, let's see, maybe I can read one verse here. Yeah, I think I'll read. Uh, our translator is not going to have this, but I'll try to read slowly. Uh, from Surdas. Uh, Surdas, one of the great Brajbasa poets, well, this may be difficult to translate, but <laughs> okay, um, here we are. These are the gopis speaking to Radha, who is uh, in her mood of Man, apparently, uh, she is being, she is showing pride as opposed to her shyness. She, so the gopis say, Radha, your pride has gone too far. Te atiman karyo Radha. In his heart, Hari, Krishna, repents the sin that he committed in some past life. For this is what he says. And now the gopis are quoting Krishna. Once I spun out a story, I made up a story about myself. how way back then I took the guise of a woman. He's speaking about Mohini Murti here. And I used my incomparable beauty, wise one, to steal the hearts of all three worlds. The Asuras, were duped, they were tricked, drunk with lust's liquor, while the gods drank deep of the nectar of deathless life. Shiva and his minions, his followers, the adepts, the great sages, who of them hewed to his yogi's vow? Who of them kept their vows? Uh, when they saw Mohini, they were all confused. Says Sur, when they laid eyes on the charms of that body, of Krishna's body as Mohini, all their wisdom melted like Ghee. So that's the end of what Krishna says to Radharani. And then the gopis resume. It was Madhava, Krishna, who burned the world with passion then. But now 
your, Radha's, willful stubbornness is burning him instead. So the gopis are pleading with Radha, please uh, don't burn Krishna with your stubbornness. <laughs> so even stubbornness, when it is exhibited by Srimati Radharani, can be a beautiful thing. Uh, I don't think stubbornness is listed among the 25 qualities of Radha. But, uh, of course, she has unlimited qualities. Hare Krishna. So we can end there. Shimati Radharani ki jai. Shishi Radha Krishna ki jai. Srila Prabhupada ki jai. Ananta Koti Vaishnavarinda ki jai. Gaurapremanande. Hari Hari Bo.